right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Good to Game Radio. Tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about a quick recap on WandaVision, and then we're going to be moving on to our uh, experience with the Outriders demo and the Call of Duty Outbreak mode that released last week. We're going to be talking about uh, our experience playing those games, and also we're going to be talking about our AAA titles being released before they're ready. Those are our topics for today, so sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. I'm going to swing it to Vance. How are you doing today, Vance? Hey, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good tonight. Awesome. Good to hear. And also with me is Clint. What's up, Clint? Tony, I'm doing real well, man. How are you? Pretty good. You guys ready for another episode? Uh, I was born ready, sir. You were born ready? Awesome. Okay, well, let's get... Super excited. <laughs> next, coming next week, Babies on Podcast, just babies to see if it works. on Podcast, that's the topic? No, we're, we're talking just going to find a or... baby, oh, okay. find a baby and try to make it do a podcast, see if anyone's born ready. <laughs> okay. All right, well, let's get right into it then. Uh, first topic, WandaVision. I think I was pretty close for a prediction that they were going to do a, uh, a full-on monologue explaining everything. Uh, but, you know, they took us through kind of like a Christmas story uh, series of uh, scenes and stuff. But what would you, uh, you guys think? Well, I don't know. Like, like I, I think I'm just waiting for the set, like, you know, the whole setup of this episode. I'm just waiting for, you know, what's coming out, you know, like next to see how everything, you know, comes together. Because um, there was a lot, like, I guess it just put more questions in my head than what I had before. And I was like, okay, okay, well, we'll, we'll sit back. We'll sit and wait. Like what kind of questions? Um, I think we talked this like, uh, you know, off cast, you know, just, uh, what direction are they going to go with Wanda's powers? You know, that's, that's my, my biggest thing. And then, you know, like, uh, how they're going to, you know, go with vision and different things like that. Yeah. Uh, like, I think they kind of gave a pretty good picture of just how powerful, you know, we kind of had kind of hit upon it last episode about the extent of Wanda's powers, you know, Agnes in this episode is basically, that's her big question is how does this person that knows nothing about the basics of witchcraft, she knows nothing is able to produce this level of powerful spells, right. That are controlling illusions miles away. It was what she say, uh, magic on autopilot. So yeah. that that was what Agnes's motivation. You know, she was she said she was drawn to this place because of the residual magic that she could feel. She got here and discovered that this whole illusion was going on. Basically, Wanda had created this you know mini world for herself. So yeah, I think uh, that's kind of Agnes pretty much gave her motivation for her part in it. I thought. What do you think, Clint? I I really like the episode. Um... I think it was one of those that, again, as someone who's not a uh, educated fan of the, you know, any, any really any of the comics or any of the stories, uh, it gave a lot of context, and I, I thought it did it, you know, in an entertaining way as well. How they followed Wanda and the way they kind of staged that, and she goes through, and we see like her powers developing, and you know, even this the situation with her uh, with the bomb that's dropped on the family, how she apparently doesn't realize all these years later that it wasn't a dud, that she stopped it, but that's kind of what is implied by Agatha. Yeah, she said uh, that it was a probability hex that kept yeah. them alive, that that bomb should have blown up, but uh, for two days, you know, the what, whatever unknown magical spell that uh, Wanda had at that time as well as protecting them. So I thought that was actually pretty cool. 
pretty cool yeah. take. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting, and I told you when we were talking a couple of days ago that you nailed it because I, I had just listened to the podcast and uh, you know get the full refresher <laughs> of, of everything we discussed, and then uh, uh, having watched the episode before listening to the podcast, the episode eight. I, I told Tony, I said, Tony, you nailed it. And I, my question for you, like the way you set it up was, oh, do you think they're just going to, it's all going to end? The episode's going to end and they're standing in the same room. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, they like, all it was is they were a few feet outside the room on the street. Um, <laughs> so right. it, was, it was definitely a, uh, a just a episode to set up something big uh, in the final episode. It it's almost seems for sure that we're going to see more seasons. I just can't see them tying everything together. Um, unless the episode is a double length episode or something. No, I really, I really liked it, and I'm very excited for Friday to see the uh, to see what the finale is going to be. Yeah, I thought the episode was perfect for people that know next to nothing about what's going on. Yeah, yeah exactly. I pretty much explained Wanda's background for the most part, as compact as they could do it. Uh, explained, uh, you know, explained a lot of her background, her motivations, her grief. And I love the fact that uh, director Hayward totally manipulated her when she... Yeah, that was so big. Yes. He was wanting her to come and take his body. He was setting up this whole situation. That's some true ultra villain type stuff right there. But she didn't take his body. Did you? Do you I know, you she didn't. That? Like, he, he wanted... It wasn't even come and take his body. It was just that he needed to tip her over the edge. But for whatever reason, she did not need his body, or his body is not isn't actually existing in Westview because it's been back at right. this uh, well, shield Ag- or whatever headquarters. Right, Agnes. I mean, I think Agnes kind of uh, mentioned it when she said that she is a myth. She's a being with the capability of creation from you know basically nothingness. You know, like she can create life out of nothingness. So yeah, Agnes, uh, pretty much a. Uh, and uh, nailed it with that description, I think, about the, the and then, uh, extent of Wanda's the, ability. So when she comes out of this, then, she won't have actual vision. She's not going to have her kids, right? Those boys. I, I, I think they're just part of the illusion. And then she's going to actually probably end up fighting vision, right? Next episode? Because he's been reanimated with no memories and weaponized. I think that's I think that's going to be what episode nine is, is she loses everything and fights her the reincarnation of her soulmate. Right. Now, do you think what do you think? Vance sounds pretty awesome. What do you think, Vance? Is she going to battle Agnes and the white vision at the same time? I mean, how, how do you think that's going to work out? I think that uh, she's going to have um, I think because of everything that like has uh has gone on like um in the past i think that um monica is going to help her out i think that uh, monica is going to be um she probably is but you know monica does have powers we don't know the extent of those powers but we do know she does have them so i think she's definitely going to have help there and um since she can kind of muster things out of thin air i mean uh depending on what direction they they you know want to follow she's still going to have the help of her boys too that is such a good point because my thoughts were that Agatha Harkness is going to be teamed up uh, with Wanda. Wanda and Agatha Harkness, because I think what's going to happen is she's going to reveal that the boys are not real. Vision would attack, and then she is like, I I think they join forces. I think it's kind of maybe a crazy thought, but I don't know. I guess something kind of triggered that thought process for me. But yeah, there's Monica, so where's Monica going to be? And of course, I think 
Monica would be, it might be the three of them versus Vision or something like that. Or, well, or you still the... have what pretend brother or make believe brother? Did, is he? Oh, but, that's right. Yeah. But that yeah, was that was Agnes's creation. That was an illusion that Agnes had created. But if it did go yeah. that Agnes yeah. teams up, then four, and then we got Darcy and yeah, because yeah. So was the brother the rabbit or because you remember he while she has Wanda, uh, you remember he pops up on Monica. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so so is Monica captive then? Like, did he did so? It's just we know that the that the fake Peter and Monica have interacted, right? And we would not expect, based on what we've learned, that that would have been a pleasant interaction. I mean, he could have been duping her or anything like that. But I think she might be. I think she's probably captive too. I mean, hey, Wanda was captive. Uh, because yeah. she was at a disadvantage for not knowing basic witchcraft, protection well, spells, and stuff like that. So Agnes, or Agatha, Agatha, has the benefit of knowing how to counter a lot of stuff that uh, Wanda should be able to do. I mean, Wanda is operating on pure talent and power, where Agatha is more of a like kung fu master that has been practicing at their art for hundreds of years and. Even though she knows she's matched up against a more powerful opponent, she's going to use her experience to kind of Tom Brady it. Basically, now that I've just created that term. <laughs> There's also because the possibility I mean, that Monica has overpowered Pieter, right? That and then she comes to the rescue. Well, yeah, I think yeah, I still I still think that her uh, vision, the good vision. I still think there's self-sacrifice coming here. Can I say I forgot about him? So yeah, there's vision, vision versus vision potentially while she fights her battle. There's so many options, I guess. Wow. Yeah, because I mean it's still um because did they ever say how you know like everybody else you know had to kind of like push you know their way in or whatever like that? But it's like did they ever say how Agatha got in? <clears throat> how did she get past the hex? I think she just you know is a witch and she could block I, she you know that i think that's just kind of inherent with her powers or abilities or whatever right. well she they, just was able it, she wasn't affected by it or she was able to protect herself from okay, it okay so at the beginning of the episode you know when they show agatha being led to the stake you know they were going to do whatever they were doing they were going to kill her basically because yeah. she was practicing yeah. magic beyond her level and her station and they actually, I think they actually mentioned the magic that she was practicing was chaos magic, wasn't it? Since she's familiar with that sort of magic, that that's what Wanda is, is wielding, basically. That uh, she probably knew how to kind of, you know, break through that barrier based on yeah, her experience. Yeah, that, that also showed us how powerful Agatha Harkness is, too. When we saw, the, you know, was a, you know, a dozen witches or whatever simply from being attacked by them she is presumably absorbed their power right i mean I don't, and I don't even think it was something that she was consciously doing like i think that it didn't look like it uh, no she was even surprised so much like when wando stepped into the room when she was a part of the science experiment she didn't really do anything the jewel the, the infinity stone recognized her ability and went to her so i think in both cases you have both women you know, they didn't really knowingly do anything. They were just recipients of, of a magical gift, we'll say. And it's both probably in the same, you know, in the same magical field as chaos or whatever. Yeah. 
man, I am so excited now. I was thinking about it earlier today, like, oh yeah, Friday, come on, come on, and then like, I'm I, I've just gotten re-energized with the just looking forward to it at this point. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a pretty pretty awesome uh, conclusion. I don't know how it's going to end uh, and how it's. Uh going to tie up everything uh, you would think that there would be another season but you know from everything i've heard it's supposed to be you know one season stand alone and be done with but i don't know how that's going to work it, that that would be kind of crazy to think that you have such a, you know, a, a good show that you just end it yeah <laughs> that's going to take some, some discipline right it's like a movie that's just amazing and then they can never resist and they're going to come out with a sequel right yeah. And I'm actually going to, I just texted you guys something I forgot. I found it the other day and I forgot to send it. It is the Marvel Studios upcoming project with times and, and dates of everything. And I think it goes through almost every week. No, this one's the longer one. I think I saw a different one, but we're getting the Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm reading this it's kind of small graphic here. Uh, in March and then May, it's Black Widow. June, it's Loki. July, Shang Chi, something in the summer. What if? I I'm, uh, I, yeah, I'm looking at it. Are you I seen this? Yeah. I haven't even. I've never even heard of some of this stuff. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what if Eternals, Miss Marvel, Marvel, Hawkeye? Man, it's a crazy that they have this much stuff. Yeah, Doctor right. Strange, something with Thor, Black Panther two. Oh, I didn't even see that when I looked at this. That's a year out though. Still, though, I mean, that's stuff all in development. We read half of them. A lot of it's in post-production. <laughs> Some of yeah. early concept development. That is crazy. There's at least... Oh, man, I just saw one that is uh, Blade. Did you guys watch the Blade trilogy? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I loved Blade. And then the, the final one here, Deadpool 3. I've come to discover that like everything falls under the Marvel Universe banner at some point <laughs> seems that way right yeah it's yeah, pretty crazy exciting stuff coming for sure yeah the next thing up is what next the winter month. The, the winter the falcon winter soldier the falcon and the winter soldier yeah oh you can next see next month yeah i can't see yeah yeah exciting man a lot of good stuff coming our way it seems if it's anything if it's got a budget and the resources of a wandavision like definitely something to be excited about right oh and um what's that the girl that's with um vision vision that came from sword uh darcy, darcy. oh yeah yeah i think she's gonna play a part too yeah i mean i don't know uh, yeah I mean, probably she, right. unless she's still stuck at the intersection with the school kids dude i would be okay with that if it's like the post credit scene oh my after gosh. the episode we don't see her is like the next creative way that she hasn't been able to drive out of there right that would be pretty funny yeah <laughs> All right, then. Let's move on to our next topic. Uh, our next topic is AAA titles. Are they releasing too early? So, Clint, what do you say? Well, I, uh, I sent you guys something the other day, and it was the uh, Take-Two CEO, which is, uh, I guess they, that company owns Rockstar and whoever else, had tweeted basically condemning these AAA studios from releasing games that aren't ready. And uh, I, I I didn't read terribly into it, but apparently this guy is always tweeting something like kind of crazy. Uh, but it, people were taking it as a, a basically a diss against uh, CD Projekt Wrecked for Cyberpunk. Uh, Did you say CD Projekt Wrecked? Isn't that what it is? R E K T, right? Is it? I thought it was CD Projekt Red. No, hold on. Maybe I'm wrong. Why would? 
I'm going to say you're wrong, and you are the video game guy. That's you. CD. I'm the video game player. Project. It's CD Project Red. Isn't is it? it just that I read it on the internet when people are trash talking it so much that I think the name is CD Project Wrecked? <laughs> that, that's got to be such a well, meme. I mean, I guess I if you look at the way. Polish spelling, is Prod. No? When I look on Reddit, every reference is Project Wrecked. <laughs> and now I'm just now realizing yeah, it's, it's because C they've wrecked their game. CD Project Red is the name of the company. <laughs> um, this is why we keep you around, Tony. <laughs> this is this is what you're here for. Right. I thought you were being like really misinformation. Uh, I thought you were like, oh man, that's cool. He turned that uh, name into uh, uh, into a, a pun on their name, and then you were like, no, <laughs> that's their name. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so amazing. I love that. I love that I know so little about it that the memes got me. <laughs> I prefer the name, and I will never refer to it as the appropriate well, name. Well, you know, uh, actually, it, I think I'll always return. I'm going to refer to them as CD Projekt Rec, too. <laughs> <laughs> After that garbage they put out, yeah. Um, he mentioned he mentioned uh, he mentioned uh, the AAA games doing it, and we we know it's happened. It, it's it seems like all the games we play, um, you know, these big games that come out. And we talked about it, uh, Tony, the other day, after having played Outriders, which we'll also touch on about possibly pre-ordering. And you were very quick to say, "Oh, I don't pre-order games," and I and I basically said, "Yeah, that's the decision I'm now making at this point, because I've pre-ordered plenty of games uh, even in the past couple of years." But now, I mean, we're, the the garbage they're putting out, it, it, it's so bad. Right. You it's know, what's so, it, so crazy about CD Projekt Wrecked and Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> was the fact that, you know, apparently they announced this game back in like 2013, 2014. I mean, a long time ago. And all this hype is built for this game. I was totally unaware about I didn't know anything about this title until, you know, October. <laughs> right before the new consoles yeah, this, came out, I'm like, "What is this Cyberpunk 2077?" And I kind of got sucked into the hype at that point. I can't imagine being sucked into this game's hype from the very beginning. I could see. <laughs> and the only reason why I say that is Call of Duty, Call of Duty, and Battlefield. They have like this, if you want to say, call it's like people. No matter if they put out stick figures, like they're going to get the next Call of Duty. Like it's just, I got to get it, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, so I mean, I, I've seen, you know, like, and I mean, I'm, I, I used to be one of the people like, yo, Call of Duty, got to get it. Don't care what it is. <laughs> we fighting dogs this time. Got to get it. Yeah, Tony, <laughs> Tony and I uh, actually was it Tony or what? About my, another one of our friends, but we played the beta for modern warfare and that's been you know a year or so ago year and yep. a half and, and we didn't really like it did I, we? i didn't like it mm -hmm. i had all sorts of things that i said that i complained about like what's up with this mini map all this stuff that i thought uh you know what's like the mounting the movement i thought was real weird and i you know what i said i'm like well that's what we're gonna be playing so i'm gonna buy it yeah and i did <laughs> you know and here it is a year later with cold war which is 
at, at least the multiplayer is just so horrendous. It's so much worse than Modern Warfare ever was. Um, I think because the skill-based matchmaking is cranked up so high. But and here we are playing it. You know, uh, the good thing about right. this one is it's included zombies. Which yeah, zombies yeah, is saving that, it for me. Man, 100%. I was just about to say that uh, zombies is saving it for a lot of people. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And we'll and we'll definitely we're gonna touch on the zombies uh, in a little bit because outbreak coming right. out and uh, and the we uh, we got to play it the other day and Daryl who's also been a guest on the bo- uh, podcast in the past uh, hopped into a four player outbreak and had a great time yeah. but get back on yeah. uh, to the topic and that was you know these big AAA companies feeding us these games that are you know half baked messes much like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. But, you know, I think uh, we, in recent uh, history, we can look at game like uh, Anthem, which I never played, um, but they pretty much pulled the plug on like a week ago. Uh, yeah, I actually, it was the day of our last podcast recording because uh, I saw it on Reddit, I think right before or right after uh, we recorded the podcast. It must have been before because I also just thought, nah. I'm not, I don't even want to mention it. You know, like it wasn't that alone was not enough for me to to be newsworthy. Um, right. Vance, did you ever play the? Uh, did you play the beta or play any anthem at all? No, not at all. So I played the beta, and the beta for me was not very impressive, and so I did not buy the game. But one of our uh, a coworker of ours and a friend of mine. Did uh, he did he played it he played the beta he bought the game played it all the time and he mentioned to me even after I had uh, read about it that Anthem was you know they they cut the uh, I can't think of the phrasing they basically or, or they ceased production or whatever on on the game and it's continued uh, continuing the game and he was really upset about it and that's been that's been more than a year is that a two year old game maybe two years but yeah so he. He said, man, how much he really liked it. And we talked a little bit more about it. I'm like, I don't know, man. Just like, getting into that beta yeah. and like everyone's flying around and stuff. Like, I, I, didn't, I wasn't on board. It, 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 just... it had taken a couple of years, I think, to kind of, you know, find its footing. Um, but it's doing, that, it's doing that thing that we're seeing all over with all the games now. It's like we're going to release a game before it's finished and we're going to update it after the fact. That's why you're getting, you know, day one a release and you're drop you know you're having to do a 50 gigabyte install to get the updates and then updates you know every other week after that until they fix all the problems that they should have had fixed before they actually released the game yeah and that was uh i'd say the one that i've never played but i believe is kind of a little bit of uh the come from behind success story was no man's sky and you've played that haven't you tony yep i have that game i've played it yeah it, it, I don't know the last time you did, but apparently uh, I was reading an article, I think today, that said it took two years, but it's finally a great game. Right. I, I just I cannot support that. I am not going to buy a game uh, and play it to you know and have a horrible experience on the hope that in two years, you know, that they will correct enough right. things that should have been corrected before it came out to have an enjoyable gaming experience. It's just I'm not doing it. It's kind of funny about that game because that game was hyped up for like three years. It first, uh, they they first teased it at one of the E3s, and the premise of it was, you know, we have the entire galaxy, and you can get in your ship, and you can explore, and you're going to go to these 
procedurally generated planets and they're all going to be different and you can if you're the first person there you can name the planet and it, you'll never go you're probably never going to ever encounter anybody else because it's as big as the real galaxy right just the idea of it was like exciting right especially if you if you love space or science or anything like that yeah so i mean there were i, mean, I was hyped for the game right i was like oh, i can't wait can't wait i just i was always checking to see when it was released and then the day came and you know i went and i bought my copy uh on the first day and i put it in and i'm like okay not as exciting as i thought it was gonna be <laughs> like there's nothing to do on these you planets telling me nothing yeah nothing to do you got there and it's like oh okay Cool. I mean, that's it. You'd find some like animal and you take a picture and you post it on Twitter. And like, oh, look at this animal I found. And but there was like nothing. There was no real economy. There was no quests. There was no like traditional gaming tropes. You know, like it was just me, me flying around and you couldn't really engage with anything. And oh, there was no multiplayer. Like even if you were standing in the exact same spot as another human player, by per chance, you would not be able to see that person. And mm. that's ridiculous. Yeah, it. Yeah, and I played it for like a week or two, and then I'm like, oh, I'm done with it. There's just not, there's not anything here. And I dropped fifty, sixty dollars on that game. Wow. And got nothing. And how much out did of you it. pay for the? Um, how much did you pay for like the original Fortnite? <laughs> I paid like fifty dollars for that game, the one on disc. When it was when yeah. it was more uh, the uh, wave survival and run some missions and beat the uh, computer uh, controlled characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I paid full price for that game because uh, you know somebody mm. at work talked me into buying it. I mean, I had fun for the few things that you could do. It just felt like one of the, uh, like they had ported over a phone game. You know, like one of those games you can buy on the the Apple uh, Apple or the Google Play <laughs> Store. And I'm like, ah. Uh, I, and I put it down, and then they're like, and then the Battle Royale thing showed up, and I'm like, eh, I'm done with that game. And it took <laughs> off. Yeah. And like, and everybody started talking about Fortnite. I'm like, Fortnite? That that crappy little game? What is everybody talking about that for? <laughs> I played that game. I played that game on the first day. It was like, right. nobody talked about it. Now everybody's talking about it. I did, I did not realize everybody. that the Battle Royale was a thing. Can I tell you that? <laughs> The like the first thing you ever told me about Fortnite, uh, probably you know before we played it the first time, the battle royale was you told me about buying the disc, the original game, whatever you know, just like that's just like a point of pride for you, like that you're 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 a Fortnite hipster, Tony. It's like mm -hmm. it's like uh, I feel like a, uh, uh, like an archaeologist. I went out and I dug a hole and I found something that looked like a piece of junk and I threw it over my shoulder. <laughs> and somebody else picked it up and like created an in industry off of it, you know. I'm like, <laughs> but the yeah. other uh, another example of that, and I've t I've talked about this. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but when I bought uh, maybe Xbox One or Xbox 360, whatever it was, uh, I had Assassin's Creed, whatever you know, game was out that year, came with it. And it was the worst gaming experience I've ever had. It was a completely unfinished game. It was absolute garbage. And it's it just turned me off to Assassin's Creed. You've talked at length about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I'm just, I don't even know if I want to play it. It's, it's right. 170 something hours to finish it. And, you know, you know, engaging, fun playthrough. You've told me all about it. And I've enjoyed listening to it. 
I don't know if I want to play it, man, just because I have such a bad taste in my mouth from that developer. I, uh, I, you know, I, I really did not expect much out of Valhalla. Uh, I was really kind of forcing myself to play it because it's in, it was uh, one of the few ne- uh, games available on the new consoles. And uh, I'm like, well, I need something. So I, I popped that in there. You know, I bought you know, half a dozen games, and that was just one of them. I'm like, I'll give this a try. I was, at first, I mean, the first eight hours in that game, I'm like, why is this first eight hours so bad? I'm like, it is ugly. The story is not engaging. It's, you know, I just, I don't really want to play it. And then I get to, you know, past that eight-hour mark, and then it just opens up. I'm like, what? Why didn't you just start the game opened up, you know? I'm like, how many people are going to put the game away and not play it after eight hours, you know, before eight, that, that, that cutoff? Uh, and there's a distinct difference, you know, because you're, you're in one country to start the game, and then you end up in another country, and, and the other country is just spectacular. And, but you introduce the player to just this blah environment you know i know it's part of the history and the story and stuff like that but man the difference was stark i thought but kind of that you know back to games that aren't living up to the hype level or, or releasing too soon it was another game uh fallout 76 yeah i i was aware of that uh just complete failure from just media and and reading about different you know what was happening online but you shared a video with us this morning uh what was it 25 to something minutes of just uh failure after failure after failure like it was so much more ex- uh, extensive than i realized how bad the release of that game was uh by bethesda right and it almost felt like just watching that video um it almost felt like Bethesda just took their audience or their fan base, you know, so for granted that they just felt like they could do anything. Like we could just put, we could put anything in front of these people and they're going to buy it at the highest dollar mark, you know, and they're going to love it. And then if it doesn't live up to their expectations, we're going to give them some cheap on the side and they'll be happy because, you know, we'll say, Hey, this is this great product or whatever that we're, 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 we're going to appease you with. And like, man, it's just like total disrespect for the, the consumer, right? They don't even see the people as, as customers. They're just gullible people that are going to buy whatever they put in front, uh, whatever they uh, hand them, and accept it. Right. In that video, yeah. he mentioned that there was uh, another video made that the guy was uh, listing all of the bugs he in it, he had encountered and uh he stopped the video was three hours long <laughs> one person's right. one person's bug encounters and it's just so amazingly broken and then it, things with false advertising like you buy the the uh, 80 dollar like jolt cola rum or whiskey whatever it was and you know, it's, oh, you get this custom-made, uh, you know, uh, bottle. And it was like this horribly put-together plastic thing that would leak. You couldn't even pour out of it. And it's like, oh, well, you can also buy this canvas bag. And, oh, the, what they got was just this, what, what is it like? It's like <laughs> the cheapest yeah. material. I mean, 
you know, put together yeah. by some factory somewhere that was Yeah, just... it's like, oh, you know, we ran out of material. Canvas? <laughs> canvas. <laughs> we ran, ran out, out of canvas? canvas? <laughs> it was, and just the the whole point of that was to sell you a game to have you use their in-game store and their in-game currency. And then one of the other parts was they had a Christmas bundle that they had, oh, original price, you know, $24 worth of in-game points, but marked down to 12 And apparently the actual price is 12 and it was deceitful advertising that was illegal in multiple countries, so they got another lawsuit against that. Like, there's a massive amount of lawsuits against them for right. just their horrible... Like, it, that makes me... Like, and I have Fallout 4 Game of the Year edition that I bought, right. you know, a year ago that I got to level four and stopped playing uh mostly because i bought it when i was living in a hotel for work for a few months and i, I just wasn't feeling it but i don't know if i want to play that now man <laughs> yeah it's after like you that... see what they did i'm like yeah man i'm xbox you bought this company i mean did you watch this video <laughs> if they watch this video i think you might be reconsidering your investment in this in this company because man they did their pe- they, they, they did their uh customers wrong but yeah, I mean it's just bad management, bad management decisions. Same thing over at the CD Project Wrecked. You know, they got greedy, and they, they're, they're even though their mission statement is about quality, thinking about the customer, you know, putting the customer first, and 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 having a high uh, bar of uh, excellence or whatever. They they just ignored it, and you know, it's like, oh, we can sell, we can we can put out anything, and people are going to buy it, and we'll just fix it after because that's kind of how the industry has gone and it's you know, more prevalent in like these live service games kind of like destiny and you know anthem was supposed to be live service uh, uh fallout 76 was supposed to be live service which is kind of interesting that cyberpunk is a single player game which is a lot different than the live service games but it's one of those huge games that you know has a lot of content that they they put out you know and that people buy and stuff like that so it's a game that they can milk for, you know, seven or eight years. So, you know, those dollar signs get so big, they just kind of like, you know, they can't help themselves, I guess. Yeah, we we need to rewrite these mission statements that these companies have and just replace them with a row of dollar signs. Because that's, in reality, that is the mission statement. And I don't know, though I, I don't know how that stops happening other than we stop buying their games. You know, that's right. And I, I, I had seen um, where uh, Cyberpunk had, you know, they've really dropped off in sales. You know, the p- player base has dwindled quite a bit. I mean, you can't even buy Cyberpunk on the PlayStation Store. So they need some uh, a change of uh, management there and kind of get back to their roots. You know, maybe they can write the ship there. But as a player, myself, you know, as a player, I get hyped, right? I see games like I'm, I'm hyped for. I'm hyped for Returnal. I'm hyped for uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West and God of War and stuff like that. But I've kind of like, when I see these, you know, release dates that they put up, I'm like, well, that's probably going to be delayed at least three times, uh, hopefully, right? It's like you almost rather hear them say they were the delay, that they're going to delay it to make sure that it's meeting the quality. So, you know, uh, what Microsoft did with Halo, they delayed it a year because the product they were originally going to go with, people got a glimpse of it, and they were not happy, so they decided to push it back a year yeah. to try and fix it. 
but Cyberpunk was delayed like three or four times, wasn't it? So, yeah, it was. And that's the crazy thing about it. It's like, it's a tough industry. You, you, you're trying to make a product and then people are demanding you put the product out and they want all this extra stuff. They, the game needs to be able to do this, 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 and this, and this, you know? And, uh, so I guess it's kind of everybody's kind of a fault. Maybe I, not everybody, but like expectations, like we, as the consumers, we need to like lower our expectations and we wouldn't be like a butt hurt <laughs> when things don't work out, you know, but so I, but I don't agree with that. Like, they have all the resources, uh, and I just uh, I'm reading this to you here. But the global video game revenue is expected to surge 20 percent to 179.7 billion in 2020, and the video game industry is a bigger moneymaker than the global movie and North American sports industries combined. Video game, the video game industry has a ridiculous amount of money. And it makes so much more money than than the movie industry, but we still get great movies, you know. Like I don't I don't understand it. It's that it's the management sees that well we can't remake a movie after we release it, but we can remake a game repeatedly until we get it right, right. you know. It, it's an aggressive anti-consumer uh, tactic that I'd these like companies to, are engaging yeah. in. I would like to see where the majority, like who who is making the money, like predominantly. Obviously. It's you know, a big studios, uh, Rockstar and um, CD Projekt Red or whatever. I'm like, because I see thousands of games getting released, right? So it's like most of the money is probably going to the big hitters, you know, like EA with their other sports games and stuff like that. It'd be interesting to see a kind of a, like a, a spreadsheet of like where the money's going. Like nobody's going to do a so breakdown like that though. Take Take Two Interactive, which we quoted the CEO to start the segment here, uh, made. What, what, I'll I'll ask. We'll play a fun game that Tony can just edit right out. How much money do you think they made in quarter one? Quarter one. Oh, what game is this? It's Take Two, which owns Rockstar. Don't they own uh, NBA 2K2 or something? <laughs> Don't they own some sports uh, games? GTA, I believe. I think they GTA, right? Or is that something yeah. else? They own GTA, so Take Two Interactive owns uh, GTA and whatever else they make. Seven billion. In one quarter. Okay, two billion. Vance. Uh, I'm gonna go with a hundred million. No, 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 no. I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah, I go hundred million. So Vance. By Price is Right rules, which is what we operate on on this podcast, Vance wins. He was the closest without going over. It was $831.3 million. It's a multi-billion revenue company. And this is not – I'm sure this isn't the largest, right? What is – what's the largest video game company, Tony, as far as you know? Or one of the large ones? Tencent or something? I think it's a Chinese company, actually. Probably so. They're the ones that own uh, Epic. Epic. Or it's the Epic that, oh. yeah, some mobile company probably. They owns multiple mobile games. It's crazy how big mobile games are too. Okay, so for the third quarter of uh, 2020, they made 18.42 billion.
$13.42 billion. These guys make so much money. They're only making bad games because they're getting away with it. Yeah, of that, $5.03 billion profit. In a quarter. They can mm-hmm. make these games. These games can be perfect when they get to us. They just don't want to. <laughs> then they hurry up. <laughs> We're running out of games to play. <laughs> yeah. Right. They'll rush it out, and it'll be worth playing in two years, Tony. <laughs> right. All right. Well, any, anything more on that topic? Nope. All right. So let's get on. Speaking of games that are in development and that might need a little bit more time, there's one that we played the demo of last week, Outriders. What do you guys think about Outriders of the of our experience with the demo? Uh, Vance? Man, love it. Love it. I'm on my, se- I'm on my second character now. Uh, Devastator War. Yeah, so uh, love it. Love it. What levels your Devastator? Uh, he is level five, world tier three. Tony, how many uh, characters have you made? I made one character, but I was like I was telling Vance that I don't usually make a lot of different characters, like uh, classes. I usually tend to stick with one class, maybe two as an alt, but uh, I usually tend to stick with just one. Uh, I have a pyromancer, which I enjoyed. Just I just had to learn how to use them. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I played the Pyromancer a little bit. Uh, I I've made three characters. The the one that I played originally, and is the level seven, which is the highest of the the beta, is the Trickster. And he of the three I've played so far is the most fun by a mile. He is a. Uh, I don't know. You could just really get into the action with them. Right. You so I've enjoyed it. Go ahead. I said you. Uh, I was watching you play them um, that first night we played, and you, you got you get up close and drop your little spheres that slow them down and stuff. Yeah, and I I also played the Devastator a little bit. I haven't unlocked the fourth skill, um, which I think I, I don't know. It could be really promising, but. The Devastator is the one that's supposed to be the up-close-and-personal one uh, where you could really get in there, and I find that I could do it way more effectively with the Trickster. But I was I was thinking about this. Um, I looked through uh, Vance, and Vance, by the way, uh, I think is the only one of us that's got a legendary, uh, legendary weapon dropped from this. Right. I think we the did a calculation. Didn't we look up the uh, percentage of... That people thought was the legendary drop the other day, Vance. It was like yeah, no, yeah. less than one percent drop chance. Maybe even I well, mean I've, even less. It might point zero point one or something. I've probably done. There's a legendary farm you can kind of set up, and I've probably spent an hour on it. I mean, I might have killed this guy a hundred times. Um, I don't have a legendary. Um, but yeah, that's I, the one with the cave. So that like I saw something about the cave. I thought it was just a reference to the Destiny game. Uh, no, it's you. You just spawn in, you run over, you kill a captain real quick, and then you let everyone kill you. Mm, yeah, I know What's the cave thing? 
Yeah, it's like I guess that's where the captain kind of come out of the cave and like I know oh, people like okay. kill them. Yeah, but it yeah, was like that one. Yeah, they, that's what they I'm patched doing that. Like like as soon as it came out, it was like they patched it. Oh well, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but it's like at least it kind of shows that you know they're they're kind of watching, you know. So it's not just like one of the games we're just gonna put out and you know we're just gonna let it go, you know and. Yeah, they did. Hopefully it they, does well. How many updates? People did are they having do to fun. The Let's demo? ruin it. At least one demo. Uh, they updated it. Yeah, yeah, one update so far. Yeah. And it's like with the companies, like you know, putting out like games that aren't finished. I think, um, you know, especially like the the newer ones, is like, you know, you hope that they have the budget, but it's like, okay, well, you know, we'll put out this much, and then, you know, once we start getting sales, then we'll take that money and kind of fix it. You know, because some of them, you know, like really don't have the budget. I think that they, you know, the idea is there. But then when they really start getting into the technical side of things, it's like, oh, a little pricey. Right. Yeah. yeah. From, I mean, from my experience with demo, I think that, that the game, it's supposed to drop April 1st. And I almost feel like it could use six more months in the oven. Like, uh yeah. A lot of audio issues, like the there's like a thousand cutscenes, which I, I, mean, I think there's way too many cutscenes. But the audio would mess up in the cutscenes often. Right. Yeah. They they would just cut off, or uh, I agree, like the cutscene would just end prematurely, or wouldn't start on time, and then the audio wouldn't be synced up, or you know, like I don't feel like they it would be words, that difficult like, to fix it. Yeah. But it's like you would think that it would have been fixed before they dropped the demo. So it's odd. It's odd that it's in there because it's in. It's present for like everybody who plays, right? So it's like I, I'm curious. So, I I I think it might be a game that I might not buy it day one. I might give it a week and read about what people are saying. But I'm actually very excited about it. When you look, at, there's what is there going to be 15 different skills or somewhere around there? Right. I mean, there's a lot of skills. You could equip three of them. Right. And then all the mods and the weapons. What I am expecting. Is that that tier world world fifteen or whatever they're calling it? I think that is going to be uh, potentially extremely difficult because I I, I think with how much you're going to be able to min max your characters, right? If it's not peak difficulty, uh, it, it's you know they're going to be losing a, a lot of opportunity. Right. Put it that way. Well, I think I mean I'm I really like the uh, world tier system. Um, I like the I liked it in the Diablo 3, they have it in that, and it's called Torment Levels, where they, you adjust the difficulty of the game uh, by going up or down on the Torment system. The difference being in Diablo, you um, you determine the difficulty. Like, you would go and you would change the Torment level. Uh, in this game, it's actually changing as you're playing. Like, Well, that's a setting. A setting, or Right. Yeah, so it's a setting up. to auto. In yeah. Yeah, it'll auto increase it for you. Oh, you're okay. You're saying the difference is in like, torment. Oh, explain. So that. like no, torment, no. like goes from like level one to level, you know, fifteen, right? And before you would go and start a, a session, or whatever, you decide, hey, I want to play on this torment uh, difficulty level because it's gonna it has all these modifiers. It's just like uh, when we were playing Borderlands, right? Well, this yeah, this one this one will let you do that too. And there's modifiers on this. So, the one thing about this game is that there's a setting that lets it auto it'll auto put it on the hardest world tier. That's what that's what I have active. But once I mean once the beta 
is over, well, I'll probably still have it, but you could go and, cha- and choose your world tier whenever you wanted. You could move it up or down. Right, yeah, you can you can do that, but I think uh, it, it's also supposed to, which it was doing, like when you're seeing that bar kind of move across as you're playing along, it's... Oh, it's you're like, saying you have to earn the torment, you have to earn the levels, right, the torment have, levels. Yeah, you, you have to... Uh, you have to move up in the world tier, yeah, right? Sure. So it's like in uh, Diablo, you just change the slider, right? You just move it to the right. Yeah. So uh, Borderlands 3 is like that. You could just do a slider, but Borderlands 2, they call them OP uh, levels, and you actually have to earn each one of them. You actually play through, uh, it's they call it Digistruct Peak, but it, you, you play through it and you have to beat like a an end, you know, Right course, you know that has, you know, gets increasingly harder, and the level, you know, your gear has to level up to those levels to to be right. able to perform, which is a pretty cool level. Mm-hmm. I actually think I like Borderlands Three more because I could just slide. I don't have to go and earn it as, you know, it's not as difficult to earn as Borderlands Two. Right, um, but yeah, I like that system. I like the, sk- I like how the cooldowns on the on the skills are so short, like. I get to Nothing. use my yeah. skills. 15, 20 seconds, yeah. I get to use my skills constantly. I can just rotate through them, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm chaining my skills together. I'm not doing like in Destiny where I have to wait like two minutes before my like my skill is back up. You know, my one, you know, my my main skill, whatever. Like you have multiple skills. <laughs> right. The loot, the loot plays well with the skills like i even in the demo i'd have you know equipment already that um increases the uh um, potency of my skills you know and works in conjunction with them so and this is just the beginning of the game so like i can't wait to see the power level that you know we're going to be able to mix and match with you know especially when we're talking about crafting and 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 um the modular system with the weapons and stuff like that yeah, yeah. Uh, it's super exciting. I, I think that there's going to be so many aspects of the game that are going to make you uh, allow you to min-max. I, I think it's, it's there's so much promise there. So I, I'm very excited about the game. I could see it being a game that I spend a lot of time in, like a, a game I play for, you know, a year uh, or or longer even. Right. Because uh, you know if they do it if they do it right, you know, and they keep it. Uh, you know that it stays balanced, and and really by balanced I mean difficult, because I don't want to be so overpowered that I'm running through every single thing, and with as many skills and perks and the armor uh, attributes that you get, uh, I could definitely see that becoming an issue. You know, so I hope they don't use. Uh, I hope their fix for that isn't making everything a bullet sponge. Right. Because that's kind of what de- uh, The Division did, if you remember that. It was just, okay, yeah, well, well, stuff here's your game. And in Division. Next level, they're just, just harder. Yeah, you know? we're just going to give them more health points. You know? And the bosses and stuff, like they had these right. whirlwinds of fire. It'd be interesting if on a higher tier, instead of he just has more health, but he still has more health, um, maybe it's two whirlwinds of fire or, you know, they add additional yep. things like that to change the difficulty and not just bullet sponge. Yeah, that that's cool. I mean, you have, you know, I think, I feel like there's going to be a very large variety of uh, enemy types and their abilities. I'm, I'm hoping it's not as clue, uh, platformy clue based type stuff like destiny where, you know, 
one person has to go spin a wheel while somebody else stands on their head, and, you know, while somebody else is doing something like that. Like, I hope yeah. it's, you know, more combat focused, which it seems like it is. It seems like it's very combat focused uh, for and promotes playing aggressively. Um, and so that's uh, that's what I like about it. I'm like, there's no messing around. We're going to go in there. We're going to kick butt, you know, and get our loot and move to I the next really world like tier. I can't jump. You know, you can't jump. That, that, that bugs that me. That is strange. That is that there is no jumping. That's strange. Like they did the thing that we've talked about on the podcast with the medium. <laughs> right, when you walked up to chasm. the ledge and you had to have a yeah. cut scene for you guy to jump over. That's a well, loading screen. You do that you was do a loading screen. Too. Right? You know that Ugh, was a, that's, I, a, that's how they loaded the level. No, that cut scene. Not good enough. Not good enough. <laughs> well, I think the pro- I mean Immersion Here's breaking. the thing, it's like man, this game is available on you know, classic PS4, Xbox. If they could just break away from those old systems and really leverage the power of the new systems, you won't have to worry about that stuff. But at the same time, this early into the next generation, there's just not enough of the new consoles in people's hands. You know, they're trying to get the most bang for their uh, for their buck as far as getting uh, sales. So, you know, I think there's like 5 million PlayStation 5s out in the wild right now. And, then, you know, probably 4 million Xboxes versus 100 and, you know, 15, 120 million PS4s and then 50 million Xboxes. You know, that's a big difference in sales. So we're kind of in that bad spot where we have to wait for this transition to kind of play out and for the PlayStation and Xbox to get those uh those numbers up, you know, as far as um, ownership for their new generation stuff before we start seeing pure next-gen stuff. I think this game would be awesome just solely dedicated for next-gen, but because they, you you could see more waves, more enemies, you know, more just more stuff happening. But I, I will tell you that in the the legendary farm with the captain, I guess the cave or whatever that I was doing, it was, it's like... I thought, this is so quick. I said, I'm going to uh, time from when I die to when I spawn, right? And I, had, I hadn't I had really been paying attention, you know, during that time. I kind of like, oh, okay, let me be on my phone because it's time for them to murder me. Okay, now time to I, – I pulled out my phone to time it. It was instantaneous. <laughs> like, I, like, as it's turning black, I had not even hit the start time, and I'm already respawned. Like, it was that quick. And so that I appreciate uh, because that – like in Borderlands, when you're farming, that's always been the the obstacle is the the save quitting, the loading times, and being able to do something like that, and it was that quick, was very encouraging. So at least as far as the a lot of the gameplay aspects of it, it seemed like it was um, at least quick. Like it wasn't there wasn't things holding me up, and I appreciate that about the game a lot. Yeah, I don't know, I, I, but I'm curious, like on old gen last gen whatever it is uh how that is like that was a thought i had is i wonder if i was if i put this on my playstation 4 how it would go would it still be instant i just i i, I don't know right yeah I'm it seems curious. like you know, <laughs> you know i have a playstation 4 sitting right next to my new consoles and i'm like oh, i wonder i wonder what it would look like <laughs> yeah, so, I, mine but I don't want to go too, back you know i didn't i didn't wonder enough to plug it in right you know? it's like i'm not you know 
motivated enough to actually see. I'm like, oh, I'm happy just the way it is. All right, so great. So we both we're all in agreement that we we enjoyed the uh, Outriders, and you know we can't wait for it to drop next month, and we'll be playing. And you know, for the listeners out there, you know, we're we going to be streaming a whole lot of it, and uh, so be sure to drop in our streams. And you know, hey, uh, send us a message, and you know we might invite you to play with us. All right, now next topic, another game we played. It just came out, or it's not. A new game is a new mode. Call of Duty Zombies Outbreak. So we had the privilege of being able to play that together as a fire team of four the other day. And Clint, you were our Sherpa, and I thought it went pretty well, <laughs> you know, considering two of us hadn't really uh, been in that mode before. Yeah, uh, it was Vance, Tony, and then Daryl, who I mentioned, he's been on the podcast before, and I, and uh Daryl, I don't think, had ever done anything at all in Zombies. Vance had done a couple of uh, times. We, we started our experience by me uh, helping them build their gun loadout, you know, just to – Right. Because this, yeah. the mode gets so hard so quick that you have to have the best, you know. Yeah, you spend like 10 or 15 minutes kind of explaining all the basics and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's – Yeah, uh, get your get your aether shrouds so <laughs> you can go invisible, you know, and run away yeah. from the zombies when you're getting cornered or whatever, you know. Right, Ex- um, yeah. But we, we played through in it. Uh, I mean, I had a ton of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I think last week – because it just came out, right? So I had gotten to round six or something, or round eight, I don't remember. Oh, I only played one game, I think. But now I have been, as a solo, I have been to round eight and died, or round eight, it's world eight, um, and died so many times, including today. I did a, I did, I did one and got to eight and died. Uh, but when we all four played together, uh, we actually ended up getting to round ten, and uh, we did the X-Fill. We even got a Dark Ops challenge for it, which is something that I had been trying to do for, I don't know, four or five days at that point. But right. uh, Vance, what what was your thoughts on it? Like, how did you enjoy the zombies? I definitely enjoyed, <clears throat> enjoyed it. You know, it was like, uh, you know, the more, you know, played it, you know, it really got into it. And it's like, you know, those really intense moments and things like that, you know, um, I definitely uh, uh, enjoyed it. Like, man, like, I need to get out of here. Like, <laughs> like man, you know, just just you know, the importance of leveling up your weapons and keeping your perks going, you know, definitely, definitely very important things, man. But yeah, I had an awesome time. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah. And that- you got to use the uh, the ray gun. Yes, yeah, yeah. At first it was a little shaky, but like you said, once you pack and punch it enough, man, it definitely packs a punch. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool that we were all at one point either equipped with ray guns or wonder weapons. We were all packed in some pretty serious heat, and still, I mean, yeah. it was hard. <laughs> so hard. Yeah, I was like, you really have to have your head on a swivel, you know, in that game, because um, you know you can have somebody come up behind you and kill you in two licks, especially if you don't have any armor. If you have any, don't have any armor, you're right. as good as dead <laughs> in one or two hits. And I think you were having like a, a glitch or something, right? Yeah, I had it. So I had just played a uh, a game to World 8, Round 8, whatever. And when I exited it, I realized that, like, in Round 1, right at the start, I had, like, uh, like immediate death. I don't know if it was a one or two hit, but I actually was able to see that when I um, I took a hit, I took 
like a hundred damage from one hit. So and I didn't have any armor or anything, but that they should the zombie should have been doing thirty damage at that point. And so I was having a glitch of just essentially I was receiving the higher round damage, which I don't I don't know. That's really weird. That's not happened to me since. Or I mean, I, I don't know. It, it was very peculiar. Which was it was fine as soon as I got armor, um, because once you're you know once you're set up for high rounds, you can take the high round damage. But round <laughs> one, man, I just mur- I think I downed three times like immediately. I felt. <laughs> Both got so bad. we both got down or like admitted into because you went down first and I went and tried to pick you up and then I got down and I'm like we were, I was laughing, but yeah I couldn't believe it like it was a it was definitely weird, um but then you know as soon as I got armor or whatever it was it was fine uh, yeah I also think some of it was a little adjustment because I'd only ever played one and two player but with four players like there's a, it's very noticeable like i could tell the difference between the amount of zombies and and the you know the intensity from one to two players um but to four changed a lot too so just kind of having to remember how to move yeah you know or just moving more than i would have in the past you know yeah that was cool that was different dynamic i'd never played with four players either as always i'd pretty much just played with you uh solo or duos but yeah so four was definitely different i enjoyed it having extra guys to watch your back or pick you up and you got pretty hectic you know because it's like you know somebody'd go down and somebody else would go try to save them then they go down and then there was one point that the only reason we didn't completely lose as a team was because i had uh my perks leveled up to the point where i uh I think when I am down and I kill someone, I come back. So I was we every one of us was down. I think three, yep, two or three people bled out. But I went down during all that and was able to get back up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was when we were doing I, those. I uh, we both we split up and the we retrieve. had the, the retrieve yeah. mission. Yeah, yeah, Vance. Uh, I mean, I know you uh, you you said you haven't really played a lot of uh, stressful games. Did you find that? Did you find that game stressful? Um, just at times, like, uh, like the times where we were in the, um, like we were all like in the one room and it's the like, the holdout missions. Yeah. Yeah. You like, man, you like, you know, because, um, not really stressful as far as like, you know, it's like, ah, it's just like, um, you know, like nerve working because, uh, I remember one time, like I threw a grenade, uh, trying to, you know, throw it out the door and Daryl, he stepped in front of me and it came back and I'm like, oh my God, now I'm down. Like, oh, <laughs> Like, yeah, so, but, um, yeah, yeah, definitely if you have, you know, if you, if you're running a lot and then you can be like a well-oiled machine because everybody knows what to do, where to look at, what to shoot at, you know, like, you know, definitely set it up. But I mean, yeah. One of those at the, at the start, I think our first mission was a holdout, right? Where we teleported in and I was like, all right, guys, it's round one. This is going to be super, super easy. And I would like, it makes me nervous that people are going to judge it too soon and be like, well, this is dumb. I don't want to play this and just hop out, you know. That was that was kind of my fear at the start. So, so I was like, okay, well let's let's keep going. Let's get to the next one. Let's get to the next one. I kept telling them it's gonna get hard. Trust me. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure you wouldn't believe me, you know, like because there's just nothing about it that's really much of a challenge once you kind of at least for the first few rounds. But then getting up there, I think after round like six or seven, it starts kind of kicking. Yeah, it starts really slow. Um, like you really have to try to die, you know, at the start in the first couple of rounds. But you know, once you start getting up there around five, four and five, you know, it it definitely 
you could feel the the difficulty ramp up. I like that holdout mission where we're trying to defend in one room. <laughs> yeah, it's hard though because I don't even know if that's the best strategy. It's you kind of assume we have enough firepower that we can all stay in there, and like if someone goes down, you're right there. You can throw a stun. Or we had Daryl um, was using the the ray K, so I just kept telling him just shoot the shoot the orb. It'll slow him down, you know. Like, but I don't know. I've not ever watched a four player team play it. Like, so I have no clue how how they do it if they would do it differently. But there's not a lot of mo- uh, room to move around in some of them. The one I died in today at round eight was. I don't know, maybe a little bit bigger than that first room we were in yeah. for the entire, and that was the entire map was just slightly bigger than that room. So you got two megatons in there, you split them, you got the mimics and everything in there. It got it got crazy, and I died because I'm horrible yeah. at the game. Yeah, I need to get in there and play some more. That, that's funny, you know. I could uh, Daryl had never played before, and I saw him at work yesterday. I think I was telling you guys. And he he saw me and he was like, "Hey, we're gonna play again, right? Tonight, tonight, tomorrow." I'm like, "Oh yeah." And I'm like, "I wasn't sure when we we're gonna play, but you know, hey, I said yeah." Yeah, no, it, it's definitely fun, man. It's uh, but, it's a very different thing, especially with the skill based matchmaking being so you know cranked up yeah. in multiplayer. Yeah, it's it's a much uh, more pleasant alternative. Yeah, I know it's a few of the people over on the Facebook page, you know. They were they were talking about uh, playing zombies too, so we might have started a trend. So nice, cool. I love it. Yeah, that's, uh, can't wait to do that some more. If not, um, if we can't get together, I'll probably just practice it a little bit. Hard to with all you know. There, I'm saying I don't have any games to play, but I actually have quite a few games. You know, there's a lot of stuff you know to play. I bought a few games. I've been playing, but yeah. What else are you playing? Uh, so I'm playing Next Machina from Housemark. It's, oh. It was that little that little game where uh, I'm running around with my head cut off, you know, at not 200 miles an hour, you know, and that was the most stressed. You talk about Vance, you talking about stressed. I don't know if you could tell if you're watching the stream. <laughs> oh my gosh, I haven't seen it yet. I need to go and watch your bot or something. That game was stressing me out, man, because it was going. There were so many enemies coming at me so fast. There's so many things going on at the screen at the same time. You got enemies charging you, you know, 100 miles an hour. You got lasers and plasma beams and stuff being thrown at you. And you're trying, all it takes is one touch and you're dead. There's no health bar per se. It's if you get touched, you die. And it's trying to avoid all that stuff at the same time. The reason I was playing that game was because, like I said, it's made by Housemark, who is also the company that is making the AAA title Returnal for PlayStation that drops uh, at the end of April. And they're doing a third-person roguelike. So it's it's kind of the same type of gameplay, except from a third-person perspective. It's got that whole Groundhog's Day mechanic, you know, where you start over if you die. So it's kind of, I yeah, wanna, that's I, very interesting yeah. to me. I, I can't wait to kind of... I, I think that's definitely when I want to watch other people play. Right. <laughs> it's the, like, maybe I'll play it, but I I feel like at least to the start, I want to mm. check right. it out and see how how someone who, you know, is good at video games plays it. Yeah. So I've been playing that. Right, and then right, I, right. Oh, no. I was agreeing, agreeing with uh, Clint. I said, right, right. Oh, yeah. And the other game I, I've been playing is uh, Curse of the Dead Gods. It's a roguelike that just came out last week. I've been playing that. It's a third person. It's a, no, it's not third person. It's kind of overhead isometric view of a dungeon crawler. 
where you're just going through procedurally generated dungeons, you know, getting treasure and relics and weapons and stuff. And then if you die, you start over. But stuff that you unlock, you know, is added to a pool of, of items and you can, has potential to be able to get those items at the start of your next run. So I've been playing that. It's actually pretty fun. Again, that's a, a roguelike. So I'm like, I'm kind of like practicing for when Returnal drops. So getting all my roguelike in and bullet, bullet storm type game gaming going so that's yeah that's i played a lot of that last week too interesting yeah, how about you guys did you guys talk about the returnal yeah do you guys play anything else last week no nah, just out uh outriders and 2k is it i know you're playing a lot of outriders for sure i might play it too i play uh, i think we uh we played it together um at least one night did did you how long did you play with Vance and I? I swear it was like 30 seconds. Like It was like as soon as Vance got into our party. Well, I didn't actually play with left, both of you at the you? same time. I played with you first. and then. So it was just when he got there, you left then. <laughs> yeah. Because there so was that, overlap. Yeah. So we actually, have, we actually have not played Outriders together as a three-man team because I left okay. as soon as he got on. And then the next time I played, it was just me and him. When I think we played like two different times. But, yeah, we were just we were just doing a form. But yeah, I, I'm really feeling like this year is like the the year of the co-op, you know, because we've got the the zombies going on, and uh, I guess we were talking about Call of Duty earlier, and zombies is saving that game for me. Uh, Cold War, like I do not, yeah. I don't, I'm not interested in playing multiplayer. It just it's not good. Uh, I don't feel like it's, n- it's nowhere near as good as uh, past Black Ops titles, but the zombies. Uh, the zombie stuff, and they're doing a really good job of like dropping updates and adding new maps and stuff like that. So it's like, man, that that game, that mode is saving it, uh, that whole game for me. So I'm enjoying. Can I that. say that last week when we were, uh, I think we did the podcast. I think it was the next day. Was uh, yeah, so, so the next day was when the season was restarting for Call of Duty, and. I had completed all the, you know, as you progress through the the levels, you unlock new challenges you can do. Um, you know, once you get to level 100 plus or something, um, all the challenges are unlocked. And they have it for multiplayer and they have it for zombies. And I had completed the zombies one, I don't know, so, I mean, real early in the season. And I w- went and looked at the multiplayer, and I basically do multiplayer when they release a new weapon, like they released this, you know, street sweeper shotgun okay, well, let me go use a shotgun. They, you know, it was like, and then melee ones, let me go use a knife. They released all those, I'll go and play. And I went and looked, and I was like, okay, I'm 85% done with these multiplayer challenges. I think Warzone counts too, so I played, you know, a little bit of that. And I thought, okay, well, there are a couple of these, I just need to hop into multiplayer. I can knock this out, because I just want to complete it, you know, and I had the whole day uh, ahead of us recording the podcast, and I I maybe hopped in for 10 or 15 minutes, and I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to complete it uh, right. because that's how unfun this, you know, this is, you know, and I, I don't know. It, I wish it was fun. I almost think that I want to go play multiplayer in uh, modern warfare, you know, just to see if they've got ship uh, shipment, Yeah. you know, if that's in the, in the playlist or, or shoot house, it might be fun to play that again. It's just the mechanics are so much better. Right. Then, uh, and, and that, and the skill-based matchmaking isn't, nearly as cranked up at least from you know what i can remember i um i saw i saw a couple of games that were announced uh, the last day or so that are going to be pretty interesting i think uh actually the one was advanced uh robin hood or hood or something yeah hood 
Check out the trailer for that one, Clint. Um, is it? I think it's four-player co-op. You explain it, Vance. All right, so it's a uh, four-person co-op, and it's um, one of the characters are you know based off of uh, Robin Hood, and um, it's like you uh, you're pretty much like you know stealing things, kind of like thief, but it's like stealthy type. And what it is is uh, right now I do not know if they listed a camp like a uh, like a single person campaign but you're racing to steal um whatever item i guess like they tell you to um against other live teams so you know it's like a multi team um you know online experience so but so i was telling uh tony i said like certain things like it has to be done as a team like so um let's say you're sitting there and you have to let's say go across a cubicle but the same time I'm throwing a rock, you have to be moving. So if I throw the rock, then you move, you're going to get caught. Like, it has to be, like, in unison. So, you know, it's definitely, like, a real team-based, you know, like, type uh, type game. It looks like it's going to be uh, pretty, pretty good. Is it uh, first person, third person? It looks, it looks like, a, a, it like, kind of looks like a little both at times. So, like, when you're walking around, like, it might be, like, third person. And once you pull up, like, your arrow might turn into first person. Gotcha, because I was thinking, like, if you're sneaking around, it seems like it'd be a lot easier to sneak around in third person. Yeah, it is, yeah. Ah, that's interesting. It's called Hood? Hood, yeah. Yeah, I'll check out the trailer for sure when we, uh, when we wrap up here. I yeah. think it's exciting. The, the thing is, though, like, I want to have single-player games. You know, we all play video games, and we play the same games sometimes, and I'll, I'll tell you, I had a lot of fun playing with the four of us for Outbreak. But with our schedules, all we all have different schedules. You know, we have different days off. It's hard to have a, a to play a game that's co-op. Like, I, the reason I have three characters is so, because uh, another one of our friends, I was like, hey, come play this with me, you know? And, and so I'm like, okay, well, let me start, you know, another character. And it was like, okay, well, I kind of want to play this. I don't want to sit around. I know I can restart the, you know, after the prologue. So I, like, played to, like, level four or five or something. It's like, oh, okay, he's done. Let me just start a brand new character real quick. The, the timing is the biggest problem with playing these. Yeah, uh, getting on the same games. schedule. Man, it is hard. And not only that, but random random groups or random matchmaking is so hit or miss, yeah. man. I, I don't I even just, like to bother with it. Just, yeah, you just don't want to play with randoms. You know, you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Like, I mean, you will play with um in if in a short session like uh like Ghost of Tsushima multiplayer, you could do like single missions that are fairly short. You could see like the quality of the player, and, and if you enjoyed doing the mission with them, you might you know send them a message or an invite or whatever to do more missions. I kind of like that. I kind of like you know, kind of seeing what the other player is capable of or their temperament as a player before I want to just start playing with them, you know, for long stretches or whatever. But, but yeah, I can't wait. I, uh, at least within our group, we can, we can find, we can always fire, find a fire team of three, right? <laughs> yeah. But it might only be like one day a week, but you know, we'll just have to find something else to fill in the, the rest of the days. Uh, when, uh, you know, I know uh, Vance got his uh, NBA uh, basketball. I'm playing those other little games, those roguelikes. I I noticed Clint that you've 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 actually put some serious time into some single player games in the short amount of time that you've had the PS5. So hey. Yeah. Yeah. That's that just seems. Uh, I I was never really that guy in the past for the most part, but I think mostly just Cold War multiplayer not being that good and and even warzone most of my wins in warzone are solo wins 
Yeah. But it's just kind of gotten to the point where it's it's everyone's just camping everywhere and it's just a chore to play it. Like I got to clear every single corner in here and then, you know, it, it's it's too much, man. I and I haven't played a solo game of Modern Warfare or of uh, Warzone in 6 months maybe, maybe more. I basically only play when Jason asks me to play, you know. Right. And then duos is by far the sweatiest mode in in that. So, uh <laughs> We've even started where it'll be just us, and we will play quads, but we'll ban- random matchmake because we're not good enough to do a quads. But right. uh, just to have it, you know, where it's not as, and it's like, and you can tell the difference. It's like, okay, well, you know, we can murder this whole team, uh, and the next team, and the next team, and it'll be like the one random team that gets us. But I don't know. That mul- uh, single player games have been a lot better for me lately with kind of how a lot of the multiplayer stuff has yeah. been moving. All right, another great episode by everybody. We appreciate all the listeners dropping in and uh, giving us another listen this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Check out our streams, you know, Sent from Heaven, Whiskey Jack, One Hip Dude, whenever he decides to stream. <laughs> Check out our Facebook page. Be sure to follow our podcast on your uh, favorite uh, podcast uh, app, uh, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Be sure to hit that follow button. Send us an email message, Tony mm-hmm. at goodgameradio.com or a message on Facebook. Or just stop by in our uh, Twitch feed. Uh, Give us a shout out there. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and uh, we'll catch you guys uh, next time. Thanks for listening. Later.